Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have the amazing Julie Buccini leading us on a very fun topic. I find this to be a fun topic. Some take it very seriously, but you always have to learn from your mistakes and you can get to a stage where you can look back at it and laugh. And thankfully, my mistakes, well, the ones I recall, the, the, the big ones I've made are long ago that I can now sit and laugh at them. Anyway, we are talking about PPC pitfalls. And just talking about, yeah, the common mistakes that we've made, how to tackle them, how to comes about them, how to communicate about them internally and externally. And, you know, things we make sure that we put in place to ensure that we are not repeating our mistakes. I feel that these are the kind of things that we should think about, not just in the PPC world, but in our general life anyway. So hope you enjoy us going through some of our previous work drama. So sit back and enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, even if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet. And that's right, Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is PPC Chat Roundup Podcast. And if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes. So, yeah, today we go through the front, reminiscing back onto a lot of us more earlier in our career, maybe some of us maybe not so far back in our career, talking about our PPC pitfalls and things that we have regretted doing and hoped to (laughs) claw back out and learn from. But yeah, we've got quite a bit of the community here joining us today, you know, being very transparent, being very open, talking about, yeah, honest mistakes that they've made and how they get over it. We've got the likes of Julia Weiss, Boris Beckerick as well joins us melissa mckee as well joins us yeah i think um fraser andrews and Hector joins us as well we've got a guy called boggs <laughs> i think that's a new name on the community to hear but yeah quite a few of us joining here to share our early career pitfalls but before we get into the questions as usual we have julie saying that this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels and if you have something you want to share Please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome too. So yeah, let's get right into the fun questions. Julie asks question one, saying, what are some examples of pitfalls you have encountered over the years? If so, what happened and what did you do? Mizzle responds, saying, site migrations and tagging, they never go as well as you hope. Even if you prepare, I have a check sheet. A client migrated on a Thursday, it double-tracked, then didn't track at all, and CPCs went through the roof due to bid strategies. I learned a lot. And Julie responds to that, saying, my favorite is when they deploy on a Friday. Never do this, ever. It's a no-good, terrible, awful idea. It just ruins the weekend because you just know something's going to go off, and then you're just like, well, I wasn't around to check it or actually stop anything. Dan Patterson responds to that, saying, yeah, I have a general rule to never roll things out on a Friday. I learned that quickly as well. 
Melissa as well goes rules to live by never launch on a Friday. Responding to question one, Travis goes, the top pitfalls or frustrations I've encountered are one, URL changes without comms, very common. Two, app or plugin installs that effectively break standard tracking, degrade data passed back to Google Ads. And three, debating over attribution, namely between Google Ads, GA and third party platforms. And then Alex PX response to question one, say also OGs remember accidentally booking audiences as observation and targeting. And that was the default. Why? And wondering why nothing is serving. Happened to me in my first two weeks on a big, big, big client. The wording of that was so bad and confusing. He continues, I also once had an e-com client whose Magento implementation was so messed up when I tried to pull a product feed of the entire website went down lord and then finally they say website team are implementing stuff on marketing teams landing pages without notifying and tracking breaking it's always i think tracking breaking and that sales not using salesforce correctly putting wrong lead status and never updating so yeah a cacophony of errors there melissa mckee as well goes inaccurate tracking is a big one. You get bid strategies going and then find out tracking was broken or not measuring the right thing. And she continues saying this can be tough to diagnose, have to get it righted around and then restart all your bid strategies, etc. And then I said that, yeah, my favorite to remember in terms of earlier in my career is when I set a CPC to be 20 pounds on a competitor campaign. So competitor campaigns instead of 20 pence, because yes, you don't want to be spending 20 pounds on a very ineffective, low quality score or ready campaign. So that was a big mistake. My manager flipped as well, but I was very honest about saying that, yes, it was a mistake. And it was also with this company where I'd already given my notice and I was leaving. So he thought I was trying to screw things up and be like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm leaving anyway. So let's put competitor campaigns on 20 pounds. It seriously was not the case. It was an honest mistake. And I was honest about that, but it just so happened that we were underspending on that account. And so that overspend actually helped balance things out. And when he noticed, he kind of chilled out straight away. And he's like, oh, look, yeah, spend is actually now looking good. Because obviously with agencies, it's always a case of, or even like marketing departments, it's always a case of, we have to make sure that we spend, we're always trying to spend the budget that we're given, because then if we're not spending it, our budget might decrease the next year when we don't want it to. So yes, it's always a, a weird one where you're, you're spending money you actually can't spend. Anyway, like I continue saying that so glad automation has made that kind of mistake close to impossible now, close to impossible because Alex then responds saying that I realized that Google will happily set a CPC from $2 to $20. But if I wanted to change it from $2 to 20 pence, I have to verify it's really me with a two FA code. So that's like, yeah, I'm trying to use multiple ways of actually logging back in to confirm. You are the person that wants to make that change. That's quite ridiculous. Julie also gives her example of a mistake saying when the client changes the URLs for the ad destination pages without telling you is a classic. Microsoft ads used to have a very confusing setting for geography that made it super easy to show ads way outside your target areas did that by accident once, once too. And Boris responds to that saying, had that happened once when I was working on a team handling a big airline, you would think corporations have these things sorted, but no, 
Julia Vice responds to question one saying, honestly, pacing. I run a lot of campaign flights rather than always on and just getting it to balance out against planned spend is a chore. And yeah, in response to question one, we have Boggs replying saying generic keywords on phrase or broad match resulted in loads of bad leads. Switch these to exact match. Much better quality leads now. Still use phrase and broad for less generic keywords. Mostly phrase though. And yeah, we have Boris Beckerick himself responding to question one, saying the usual tracking issues, location targeting. One thing that happened to me once was when I did a copy and paste error on a lot of URL parameters and sent traffic to a 404 page over the weekend, doing stuff over the weekend. And Melissa, oh my God, I was doing a bulk upload several years ago and screwed something up when I copy and pasted, borked the whole account had to tear it down and start over. Not fun, Lord. Boris Kunt responds, yeah, ha, at least I'm not the only one. No, those kind of things have happened. Yeah, bad tracking URLs and the like. And Julie gives another answer to question one saying, website team nuking all the tagging is a classic too. So you're feeling good that you knew that website changes were happening and it still all breaks because they just don't put the code and the new pages or put it in the wrong places. Such a headache to sort out. And Hector as well responds to question one, saying a lot few of those are data inaccuracy, learning phase re-initiation after any change, wrong integrations, double tracking, wrong landing pages, missing integrations. Yeah, that's those those are all a good list. Well, that is a good list. And Julie then takes on to question two, saying that yeah, we've already started talking about this, but it, the specific question is: have you ever encountered issues? with your client or brand's website that messed up your PPC efforts or strategy. So yeah, in terms of what we have started talking about it is tracking issues when migration happens and the codes is not the same and all that kind of nonsense. Yeah, annoying. And she goes, if so, what happened and what did you do? And Mizzle goes, yeah, if your tracking is not working, use data exclusions on your bid strategies for the days it's not working. This needs to be done daily as you can't do future dates unless it has changed. And if they fixed it, wait until the first full clean day to stop exclusions. Travis goes, yeah, common one is weakness of PDPs, shopping plus PMAX relying on their structured data, but they're not typically optimized for cold conversion, making them poor landing pages that hinder conversion rate. You can create shoppable landing pages, but this requires dedicated dev work, rare for most brands. Alex PX as well responds saying that already mentioned other teams messing up tracking. Since I'm corporate, it usually gets escalated very high, very quick, and someone gets a talking to, and then it happens again and again. He continues, a client had a landing page that was just a JPG with text, Lord, and a contact form. Google did not recognize any contact on it, so quality score was incredibly bad. Matteo responds saying, I usually ask them to check the performance of all channels combined. And we have Melissa McKee responding to question two saying, all the time, see my A1, tracking issues, moving landing pages without telling us, deleting landing pages without telling us, removing tracking codes, all cause giant headaches. Julia Vice responding, I work with a lot of websites that change regularly, forms open and close, microsites open for campaigns and then close. Keeping track of all is quite something. So yes, I have my best advice. Annotate your reports. Reminders six months from now will help you. 
Julie then responds to question two, saying already talked about changing URLs or domains and nuking tracking. So how about changing forms and using one that isn't using conversion tracking code? It can take some time to figure out there is something amiss. Julia Vice responds, oh my God, we had the biggest, longest fight, robust conversation about tracking forms starts rather than completions because it was just so arduous that we wouldn't have enough conversions for the platform. Media can't solve a process problem. Media can't solve a process problem. That is so true. Ashton Clark responds to question one saying inaccurate conversion tracking is a big one, especially when first starting or inheriting a project. Example, new client will say their tracking is good when it's not. So we trust, but verify what they say saves us from a lot of hassle and uncomfortable conversations later on. And then yeah, Boris Berkowitz responds saying prolonged server downtime, changing URL structured without notice. Good one is also human factor like sales teams refusing to pick up the phone when a lead comes from Google ads because these are always bad. Riva Minkoff responds, where to begin? Does she actually do give a begin? Uh, <laughs> Hector goes, yeah, let's start with the low hanging ones. I don't know why people don't just put that in. Mm, let's see. We might start somewhere or like, oh, I have so many ideas. I have so many thoughts on this and they don't share any of the thoughts. I'm like, guys, don't just tease. Let us know. Anyway, she then goes on to answer question two. That's Riva. She goes, clients changing titles of pages or pages themselves generating 404s and therefore breaking ad campaigns. Key is to have a good process and line of communication with those making the changes so you hear in advance. And then she continues educating clients on tracking has helped us keep it top of mind to ideally avoid situation where something is changed and it breaks the tracking. Hector responds saying, I was working with an e-com brand that was constantly testing new offers and products in the rush phase. I get fewer communications and the ads keep spending. Same with the lead gen, the new form that we might be testing just disappears the second day. And I am like shocked emoji. Yeah. Some people just changing things on the site and not letting the paid search advertiser know. It's just so annoying. Boggs then responds to question two as well, saying A, clients who insist on headlines without keywords. B, still gets me that Google wants WebP images on sites, but that format can be used in ads. But then they want you to use dynamic image extensions that pull images from your site. And then Julie takes us on to question three, saying what do you typically do if things go sideways in one of your accounts or campaigns? And if it was something that was your fault, how do you handle it? I think my answer to this was some of, of the sort of start investigating, but also speak to someone I trust internally to help me stop panicking first and foremost, but also to help me brainstorm. Cause yeah, you never know. Another pair of eyes can, will know exactly what the problem is, what the solution is. And you have to get, I've just gotten to the stage not to be nervous about having made a mistake, especially if somebody else can really quickly, you know, with a fresh pair of eyes, see what the error was. And it could be something that the client doesn't even need to know about. But even the case of where there was a bit of overspend, yeah, well, you might want to tell the client and, you know, give exact reasons why it happened and things you've put in place to ensure that it doesn't happen again. As long as you're not repeating your mistakes, things can always be forgiven. We're not saving lives here. We're not saving lives.
Glenn Schmetzley responds to question three, saying the main thing I do is ensure the root cause is found. It helps nobody by jumping too quick to quick conclusions, credibility gets hurt, etc. Travis responds saying there's always a reason. If there's not a reason, showcasing the dozen things you've checked can go a long way to demonstrate troubleshooting ability and preserve trust. Above all, communication early and often is the best part. I agree with that. Communicate often. And, you know, he'll probably expand on if he could, but it doesn't always mean to the client, but communicate with someone. Do not just have the mistake in your head. Communicate with a trusted manager. Trusted is the key word. Alex responds to question three saying, we recently set campaigns back to ECPC because TCPA wasn't bringing it and that has improved performance a lot for mistakes. Own it. Implement processes to make sure it doesn't happen again. He continues, if something's going wrong with a campaign, check that the setup is solid or no accidental exclusions. Ad preview tool is great for this, except when it's not, we don't know why your ad isn't being shown. Don't forget to check tracking or test leads. And then Reva responds to question three saying, one, acknowledge, two, investigate, three, own up, four, correct, Five, figure out a plan moving forward so it doesn't happen again. Some really good steps there. She continues, always more important to look forward than look backwards and blame never solves anything. Sorry for shouting that aloud, but yeah, think about that, guys. Blame never solves anything. Boris then responds to question three saying, I start with the most obvious things. Tracking recent change history, try to isolate when things went south. If it's my fault, I openly communicate that. Usually if you're open about it and implement a process so it doesn't happen again, clients are fine with it. Absolutely. Julia Vice responds saying, I find communication is the most important step. Finding out what happened and coming up with a solution is so important. I really like media onboarding for the client group. Everything we do is self-serve. So QA timing, all of it matters. So yeah, as I said, start investigating and then tell someone, an internal person, someone who will calm you down. If it's an issue that the client will definitely notice, let them know alongside the steps you're going to take. So yeah, basically what I, what my answer was. Ashton Clark responds saying for sure, but luckily not too often. Most recently, a client didn't renew their security certificate ads became disapproved for destination not working. So we paused ad service, waited for them to fix and then submitted appeals to get everything running. Again, Dan Patterson responds to question three saying own up to it, explain what happened and what I'm doing to fix it or what I'm researching to figure out how to fix it. Julie responds saying, first, figure out what the heck happened or is happening. Is it something I did or didn't do? Something the client did or a platform issue? Always be proactive in communicating and take responsibility when it's my fault. Keep them updated as you go. Boggs responds saying, got to own it if it's your fault. Honesty is key to a long lasting relationship. If you see metrics deteriorating, dig into it. Correlation does not equal causation, but correlating metrics can often help you find the cause. Melissa responds saying honesty and open, timely communication is key. In any case, if it's our fault, we own up to it immediately. The truth is always the best policy. Glenn as well responds saying the main thing I do is ensure the root cause is found. It helps nobody by jumping to quick conclusions, credibility gets hurt, etc. Then Julie Dead takes us to question four saying, is there a particular aspect of PPC that tends to vex you 
or be difficult or something that is your perpetual blind spot. I think especially at the beginning of my career, what used to be my perpetual blind spots were the default settings when you're creating campaigns, like the things like campaigns, default settings that were targeted to both search and display. Because I always found that those kind of campaigns never worked. And so sometimes I'll just forget to really fine tooth, go with, through with, with a fine tooth comb, those settings, um, those default settings used to catch me out. Travis then responds to question four saying, given that Google ads exists in an auction based ecosystem, sometimes the cost to participate is much higher than we can forecast or survive. This puts brand in a predicament. Do we A, continue searching for lower cost traffic or B, allocate budget elsewhere? Alex responds saying nothing really difficult, but the jankiness of the UI and the clutteredness of the editor often make me miss really basic things. And then we have Julie responding to question four saying, I always triple check the budgets. I think you only have to have had a typo in there once to make that something you extra check. Yeah, I always check the budget, always check the bids, especially with new campaigns, what I'm setting them to, but then bid strategies, yay, saves me from that. Boris goes, I know people keep saying to test MS ads, Microsoft ads, because apparently it's easy to drive incremental performance, little additional work with the imports straight from Google, etc. To be honest, Microsoft almost never does anything for my clients. Don't know if it's me or the platform. Riva goes, I really like Bing, have seen great results on our ads there, especially on branded that were cheaper than Google. But was conversion rate better? Was conversion, was the conversion volume actually there? Jamie responds saying, think it depends on the industry. For me, in certain industries, I see great conversion rates. In others, it's dead. Nate Lewis goes, Bing has been crushing it. Alex PX goes, Bing performance varies greatly for me from week to week. Sometimes it's super great. Other times it's like there was no search volume at all. What do you guys think? Bing, yay or nay? Ashton Clark responds to question three saying, position initiatives as a test or something that we'll build on makes it much easier to set expectations and discuss poor performance. Dig into specific campaigns or ad groups, etc., for root causes. I always like to come with a solution or plan, not just the problem. Ashton Clark then continues saying, review conversion tracking and discuss what the client is seeing on their end. Example, if leads are still coming through, we know it's a tracking issue. Just be honest is point four. This didn't go as planned so we can revert to the previous way while we figure out the next move. This didn't go as planned, so I'm going to undo what the mistake that I did or try to undo the mistake that I did. And this is how we make sure that we put safeguards in place for it to not happen again. Hector also responds to question three saying, first confronting that this is a mistake and not feeling over guilty about it. Being over judgmental is inversely proportional to what you learn from a failure. Take the lesson and move. Here is what I'm doing recently. I'm training multiple freelancers from scratch, giving them the eyes on how I look at an account and asking them to monitor it on my behalf. Second, automation. I automate a lot of what I think. The automation also double checks every action so it avoids mistakes. So yeah, that's what I was saying in my, that's what I also said from my first answer saying automation at least also allows us to avoid those kind of especially bids mistakes. Julia Vice responds to question four saying, 
I mean budgets, ensuring negative keywords lists are applied and not just sitting in the account. And honestly, also insights I find are getting harder. I get asked, what can we learn? And I'm like, most of your search terms are other and it's summer now. So yeah, trying to get those insights. Julie gives another answer to question four saying here is one that is sneakier. If you're creating a new campaign and using another as the basis, either in UI or editor, double check that all the parts are as you want them. Sometimes they are not. I used to kind of assume it all came across, but now I do not. I think that's someone similar when the default setting is on search and display for the same campaign. And you definitely don't want that. Riva Minkoff responds to question four saying, confirm the budgets, confirm them again, check mid-month that they haven't changed. And then Ekta responds to question four saying negative keywords, find the winning angles for an impatient client while duplicating the campaigns. You can miss the changes, updating tracking templates for custom tracking UTMs, removing any automation rules or scripts while duplicating the campaign. And then Ashton Clark responds to question four saying tracking has been a pain more recently. GA4, Google tag changes, attribution model updates, privacy regulations, etc., have created a perfect storm that can be tough to navigate on top of all the other platforms or industry changes. And then our final question, question five, Julie asked, what do you think is the biggest potential pitfall in PPC these days. A lot of the answers had to do with automation, as was mine, but I'll get to that. Travis responds saying, in demand capture, as in search, many brands are price takers. In demand gen, through brute force of creative offers and landing pages, some can engineer lower cost traffic. Few appreciate this and Google ads gets a rep for being too expensive. Can't compare apples to oranges. And then Alex responds saying, product managers wanting to implement their plan of 100% growth at minus 50%, cost per lead and minus 70% budget every single year. Trust us when we say we can't deliver that many leads for that price. It's not that we don't want to get you those leads, it's just impossible. Mark responds saying difficulty in setting up proper tracking. We're still having issues with tracking way into this career. And anyway, a way into doing digital marketing, not even into way to career, just way into like, Digital marketing, I guess, yeah, the whole GA4 is not necessarily helping. Julia Vice responds to question five saying it's all self-serve automation that can't be turned off or controlled and the usual flood or drought campaigns. Please run everything right now for eight weeks, then turn it all off and explain the results. And yeah, and then explain why things didn't pick up as quickly as you'd like them to. Actor goes, ouch, I hate giving explanations, but that is what we do. Julia Vice goes, I mean, insights are part of the remit. Even in very wonky campaigns flights, I just wish the platforms would make it easier. And I don't know about an on-off campaign though. I never liked on-off campaigns. Boris Beckerick responds saying, people taking Google's word as gospel, apply recommendations, having display mixed in their search campaigns, etc. And then yes, Derek Mullins replies saying, meet Anthony Higman, hobby of his is to bitch about this. You two will become fast friends. Boris goes, oh, I'm well aware of his hobby. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. <laughs> nice to meet you. So, um, yeah, that's not someone, a guy I follow yet, maybe. Julie then responds saying, I think the biggest pitfall these days are in things that are being done for us by the platforms like auto-creating assets and how automated bidding can go wonky and get you a $75 click that doesn't convert. Lord, that is expensive. Ekta responds to that or and also to question five saying things that the brands do in the name of marketers needs 
to fill their pockets. It would be great if we can have more brand representatives like Ginny Marvin, a.k.a. Ads, um, at Ads Liaison, if you want to follow her on Twitter. Melissa responds to question five, saying lack of visibility is a big pitfall, as is lack of control with automation. John Kagan responds to question four, saying scripts as 18 years deep in the space and scripts still evade me. Ashton Clark responds to question five, saying automation, especially for smaller or more niche accounts, it should be tested intentionally. Don't set and forget Give the machines guardrails like negatives and expect some bumps that you'll have to correct along the way. John Kagan responds to question five saying lack of transparency, looking at UGA4 and PMAX. And I'd also respond, yeah, in the same light or in the same kind of area as Ashton did saying that, yeah, thinking automation or AI will always get it right. As in that's a big pitfall. Our biggest potential pitfall in PPC right now. It'll always be the pitfall since automation started being a thing, having full trust and assuming it will never break and it has all the data it needs to make the right decisions. Watch it work like a hawk, as in test it, test it against what you know, and then decide, test and learn, test and learn, test and learn should always, always be a thing. And on that exciting note, I've never ended on one of my tweets, but here we go. We come to the end of this chat. I hope you found that useful. I hope you feel a bit relieved that you're not the only one that makes mistakes. We're not saving lives here again, as I've said earlier on. So make the mistake, learn from the mistake, you know, pick yourself back up and get back on that horse and just explain what you're going to do to ensure that you don't keep falling off the horse. So yeah, if you want to hear some of the sometimes funny mistakes that we've talked about, join us Thursday where we'll be having the Twitter Spaces chat led by Julie again at 5 p.m. GMT, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction on anything that has been shared, good, do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle at the Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn. We have the PPC chat group, which is the PPC chat roundup podcast. It would also be great if and for all my longstanding and brand new listeners to give the podcast a review to help the great strategy and just let people know that, yeah, this is a great podcast to follow. Great motivation for me to keep doing this. It is past midnight in my time, but yeah, because sometimes <laughs> I want to take a break in between the end of the work day and starting recording and sometimes that break takes a long while anyway so please do get on linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup it'll give you the links the links like spotify apple it takes seconds to leave a rating i'm also excited for ppc live uk happening next week we have four amazing speakers adele saeed des carlton who is the md of optimized and we have a lady satoko oshtuki oh lord i hope i said that right all the way from japan she's going to be talking about click frequency and jan i forget his last name he's going to be talking about first party data the other topics will be microsoft ads is it all that des will be talking about responsive search ads pin to pin or not to pin and testing in the you know age of ai there's going to be loads of interesting talks. There's going to be loads of interesting foods and drinks that I hope you enjoy. Please get your ticket. Go to ppcliveuk.com. I am going to be starting a competition tomorrow, giving away three or five free tickets in aid of people like, yeah, giving a bit, retweeting or um, following our page or 
doing something. Anyway, we'll see how that works out. But yeah, I'd love as many of you to come. It's not about the money. Tickets are only 20 quid, but it's about sharing this knowledge, these chats that we have on Tuesdays, week in, week out, sharing that knowledge in person, networking, you know, meeting the people in your PPC community that you chat with online and sharing your knowledge and realizing that some of these pitfalls that you make, some of the challenges that you're facing, other people are facing it as well. And on that note, finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.